Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the weekly catch up podcast. It is Tuesday, May 19, 2020. Once again, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by KBB. She's our back to back sponsor for the week. And uh, she requested in this uh, sponsorship memo that this week be explicit. So, fudge. Um, my name is Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's happening? Oh, man. just There's a lot to a discuss, lot. man. Yeah, you came in with uh, notes. Shut up. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're you right. I don't know. I'm worried. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, are you ready to get in my notes? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. So these notes that you have. Yeah. So I just wanted to guide my thoughts a little bit. Got some feedback from big Michael D yeah. um, this weekend that he, he's been apparently slowly, but surely working his way back through the podcast. Mm. I'm not sure if he'd listened since he was on. Okay. Um, but he just listened to the episode where we interviewed each other with those pre can questions yeah. and said that it was like, it was real, it was really good. Like yeah. it was uh, thought provoking and, just uh, he liked the more structured format. So all I really did, like this isn't all my original inspiration, dude. Like I just took the major topics that I felt like we might discuss. And rather than like struggle for details and just go off hearsay and all mm-hmm. this stuff, um, I just, you know, copied and pasted some excerpts from blogs or news outlets that, you know, I'll cite, you know, great. Right. At least we can build off of that. But we're on top. Well, one of us is on top of it this week, folks. Yeah, um, I me, couldn't be more happy. Me and your daddy. He <laughs> sent me my LinkedIn Weekly Digest. This is Dean's <laughs> weekly LinkedIn Your Mama Digest <laughs> joke. It's like he knew you were on the way. Oh man! So he just I got a little cheap, you know, in my uh, my browser bar. I always wear my iPod, mm-hmm. my um, AirPods connected to my MacBook whenever I'm you know zooming all day. Yeah. Um, so I hear that and I'm like, oh, it goes, Dean messaged you. And I was like, show gold. So here it is. <laughs> show gold. <laughs> Yo mama's so f- And this is like exactly as he wrote it. Annunciation <laughs> oh, and all. Yo mama's so fat when she skips a meal, the stock market drops. <laughs> so oh, Topical. Topical. Look, look him up. Mr. Dean Colvin on LinkedIn. Oh, He'd like a great. recommendation from <laughs> yeah. you. I'm sure that's that's exactly what LinkedIn intended uh, their site to be used for. So, so what's going on, man? Um, we're on a Tuesday. That's uh, becoming the use for us recently. Yeah, two weeks in a row due to me. Um, I'm going to be going out of town with Courtney tomorrow. Right on. Yeah. You already done with school? Yeah, we had a... Uh, my last final was on Monday, so I've... Uh, so I'll yesterday. Be... Yeah. Okay um 2020 man it's yeah. like it's like the year <laughs> it's like, i guess that years. was it feels like three days have passed <laughs> i know um but yeah so get my final final of the school year and now i'm just grading and i'll be done with that on friday and then i uh will be taking three classes for my masters and that begins 
the day after we're having graduation for our seniors. So the senior graduation is June 7th, and then I begin my master's classes on June 8th. It's my mama's birthday. Nice. Shout out, Jan. Yeah. We'll have multiple things to celebrate this year. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you getting out of town for a couple of days? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go up there. going to go up there. Uh, my my stepmom's dad, my, my pappy lives up there. So, okay. yeah. Just going to cool. go. Gonna go hang out for a few days, and you know we have that Memorial Day weekend, so not not yeah. that we can really go anywhere. But well, you you can. Um, I guess some things are opening up, but yeah, yeah. I actually, I think that the news sticker today said that every state was going to have some variation of you know open openness. I guess. Right. Yeah, Courtney and I. So I found like a hiking trail for us to go on and. I'm low-key going to try to find a place to go kayaking and stuff like that. <laughs> low-key? Like, yeah, well, no I haven't, well, I haven't, no, I haven't told Courtney yet. Okay, well, you that. just did. Uh, I don't, yeah. Okay. Does she listen to these? Every so often. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I would have it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's for the best. Um, so she's obviously to the point now over at Cook's where, like, she's helping dictate her own schedule or oh, yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. She, that like, onboarding was quick then. Was, yeah, well, technically she's still in orientation, but as of this week, they were kind of just like, you know, you have you kind of have the feel for it, so right. we're gonna we're gonna let you spread your wings. She's a very um, is self assured. The right, like, she's a very self assured woman. Like, she's very yeah. Whenever uh, it comes capable and like does not balk if like oh yeah, she's yeah, very independent you know I mean? and. Uh, very confident like in her work ethic and everything so she's like, awesome she doesn't strike me as someone that looks to others for a diagnosis or um you know and i don't mean of like a, a patient issue i just mean of an yeah. issue in general like i feel like she i would say i would say she always tries to figure it out on her own but she's also not afraid to ask whenever she doesn't understand something i'm saying this um not that i'm like so much older than her but yeah. like when i compare myself to other people like when I look at my career mm -hmm. and then look at other people, I'm like, man, I was so <laughs> discombobulated and kind of yeah. couldn't, I was incapable of seeing the larger picture Oh yeah, uh, back then. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a little bit more like, okay, yeah, like I know Excel, like I can do marketing, uh, you know, yeah. get, get me in ground floor, baby, you know, right. entry level. Um, but once you've, you know, proved some proficiency somewhere and it sounds like she is totally, uh, just yeah. blended right into that scenario. So that's yeah, she's dope. crushing it. She's loving working there, and uh, she's already made like little friends. Uh, you <laughs> little know? friends. Yeah. She, well, we were t we typically talk on her way to work because she works in the evenings, and so she got there yesterday, and uh, we typically talk until she gets into the building, and she's like, "Oh, I see the girls that I met walking into. It. Like, I want to mm -hmm. go talk with them." I'm like, "All right, you goes." <laughs> what cute, a cute what a thing. lovely peaceful transition. Yeah, that whole situation was. Yeah, really. It, but and Temple didn't have a whole lot going on. I wouldn't expect. No, uh, she was, don't get me wrong. She made friends there, but um, just the work atmosphere was not near as good as it is here. Yeah, well, this is a bit more like urban. It's more in a city, you know, yep. like um, people that they want a social life. Still, they're not just commuting into Temple to work or whatever <laughs> right. and then go home. Yeah, because I know people that like from neighboring counties or even further mm -hmm. that will commute to that temple hospital. Oh yeah. No, Courtney so it's like, had mentioned that too. And that's, there's like somebody living in Dallas that <laughs> drives. There. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. No, I've, I've known those people. Yeah. Um, speaking of small town, Texas, did you see that, uh, Waco, 
uh, you know, Magnolia Farms and yeah, Chip yeah, yeah. and Joanna. Sure. So, did you see that they're getting their own network? Their own network? Yeah, no, like uh, Magnolia Networks. Uh, what does that entail? Do you know? I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a funny <laughs> commercial because it was kind of like the pre-announcement. It's on pre-roll on like certain channels, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for on-demand, um, at least through my YouTube TV subscription. And it's funny because um, the end scene of the commercial is like Chip going, can you believe someone gave us a TV channel? And, <laughs> and we're all like, sitting no. here like, no. <laughs> but how many episodes of that Fixer Upper show do they have now? I don't know. They had several seasons. Um, I got to think that. But uh, wh- Fixer Up, like that's been that's been over with. I don't know if they're going to revamp it uh, on this network or not, but. I don't know. Um, that's been over with for a little bit. Um, so I'm just like curious, is it, is the network going to just consist of like happenings in Waco or no, 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 no. It's basically going to be an outlet for them to pitch products and introduce new personalities. I would expect like, doesn't Oprah have her own network or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, who watches that stuff? (laughs) I mean, everything is getting so niche. We're going to talk about some of that today. Cool. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of major media happenings that are occurring right now, and don't I, spoil it. Okay, okay. But is it something that we've talked about before on the podcast? Well, like in terms of um, a certain podcast, Spotify. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All like, right. in what way that this exact move would happen, or just them generally? Like, yeah, yes, well, we've talked I, about okay. them anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they're getting their own network. I imagine that. It's amazing how like one one show that goes into like major syndication or whatever, or just has so many episodes can really float um, a network. Like yeah, Impractical Jokers, I feel like really built True TV. Dude, yeah, and then like they came out with a movie, like yes, feature length film. That's well, uh, that they have like eight seasons and they do like twenty and thirty episode seasons. Yeah, so they have enough content now where like once you've produced fifteen to 25 hours of content mm-hmm. where you can like just be on rerun yeah. and then mix in new, you can buy programming from other outlets and then, but they really, they developed Adam knows everything. Mm-hmm. They developed, um, there was a, did they have, um, Tacoma PD or something like that? Maybe something like that. They had a couple that they put out there and I think one or two of them stuck. Obviously jokers being like yeah. the huge, like those guys are making hand over fist money. Yeah. Between them cruise. on true TV and then on YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of dude. Perfect. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, th- yeah. But so, I don't know anything about it. Like, Oh no, they're, they're making incredible bank too. And I believe they also have a feature length film. I didn't realize in my research about the podcast situation that we'll talk about later, <laughs> the, or maybe just right now, that uh, the Barstool Sports guy, he, yeah. his podcast is actually number one on Apple, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, have you ever listened to that? Is that no. is that shock jock or is that sports based or just dude? Um, it a lot of it's sports slash like dude jokes. That dude is going on Fox News a lot. Like he's talking he? to Tucker Carlson quite a bit. It seems like mm, trying to create a new lane. I I don't know. Um, I mean, he he has them on, and I'm yeah. not sure what the implication is there. I really have not. I have not been consuming like cable news media right over the last like couple of weeks because I'm like it's I'm more, done listening more or less to COVID the same. stuff. Like I, the day that they take down the shell of the coronavirus pandemic on CNN, they had the shell that wraps the mm-hmm. anchor with like the live world count, right. the live U.S. count. I'm like, it's over. Like. <laughs> sorry it's not over but stop this like yeah. cover something else you know right like this is silly 
We know, hey, folks, you've got a 0.001% chance of potentially being infected and showing symptoms at all, I guess, is mm-hmm. kind of the stats. And, um, you know, there's a 0.1% people, you know, portion of that that might be fatal. Like, it's a very, I don't know, I'm yeah. ready to get back to work. And if you're more susceptible to it, then take the necessary precautions. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you're visiting an elder relative, like, you know. Right. You, you can visit people, like, from a distance, too. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I've done it. Um, so let's just, let's just talk about it. All right, man. I saw Rogan trending today yes. and I was like, what and in the world I, is happening? This is what I've been saying. Spotify has been making moves big time, big, big time, big time for podcasting. And you know, I own anchor. Yeah. And I've talked about this, you know, several, several we episodes have. ago, whenever, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, Joe Budden being the biggest one. Well, he's not going to be the biggest one anymore. Cause there's Suddenly a new, there's a new so Joe. Dumb. There's <laughs> an, Oh no, he's definitely not dumb. He's, yeah, everybody to me anyway. Like, he, yeah. Suddenly, it's like much more validated. Yeah. So, There's a new Joe in town on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. So, Rogan, Joe Rogan, the JRE Experience announced today um, that he was going to be joining Spotify uh, as a distributor, and that they were not going to. Let me let me read. This is part of my note taking. Yes, right? hit it. So, from the Spotify newsroom today, uh, and I quote. From his earliest days behind the mic, Joe has been a commentator, fixture, and driving force in culture, helping to lay the foundation for the podcasting renaissance we are experiencing today. While Spotify will become the exclusive distributor of JRE, Rogan will maintain full creative control of the show. The JRE will debut on Spotify on September 1, 2020, and become exclusively available on the platform later this year. Uh, this excerpt is from TheVerge.com. The show will become available on Spotify globally starting on September 1st, and it'll become an exclusive sometime after that point. Listeners won't have to pay to access the episodes, but they will have to become Spotify users. They are genius. Yeah. Spotify said in a press release that Rogan retains creative control over his show. It didn't disclose how much it spent on the deal. Uh, over $100 million. According to who? According to... I've heard Wall Street Journal. Oh, okay. Pull that up. Yeah, I got it. The company will also work with an ad agency to jointly sell ads against the program. Rogan said last year's show reached about 190 million downloads a month. Um, This is the bummer to me. Rogan's YouTube channel will remain live, but it won't contain full episodes. There might be clips or other supplementary content, Mm -hmm. which could benefit from YouTube's search algorithm and push people to listen to full episodes on Spotify. Yeah. WTF. So I won't have to have... Having a YouTube premium account is the way to go. Yeah. Like it's unreal. So w- what's on Wall Street Journal? Um, pretty much everything that you said. And then I'll add this. It says Spotify has spent hundreds of millions of dollars a- acquiring entire companies, including Gimlet and Bill Simmons, The Ringer. Uh, the deal with Mr. Rogren is a multi-year licensing agreement for an amount of time that couldn't be learned. It will likely be worth more than $100 million based on milestones and performance metrics, according to the person familiar. Got it. Yeah. Is this surprising to you at all? No, dude. I've been I've been saying Spotify is the way. I'm not it, saying that it's not. I'm saying that Rogan Rogan at one point was looking at his own like blockchain Ethereum like you mm-hmm. know uh, server like whatever he was doing to see if he could become completely independent. Where like even his payment gateway and like his banking like 
what if he could operate this show almost like it was in space or something and not be d- dependent on any other man sure. or woman like with a platform like YouTube or Apple Podcasts. So to go totally exclusive, even for they call it. A, by the way, they call it a vlogcast, right? If it's um, video, oh yeah, because they video it and That's then air stupid. it. Yeah, they've been doing that with the Joe Budden one. Um, I just call it the video. I'm like, I, I yeah. always say like, oh, I watched this podcast. Yeah. And people are like, what? Yeah. Um, I just thought he was more fiercely independent than, you know, going and, I mean, they probably but, wrote him a check uh, that he just could not pass up. Well, and I think Spotify is taking pot. Like, I think they saw what Apple was doing and were like, I don't even, I don't even think Apple understood the amount of impact that podcasts are having in people's daily lives and, and the amount of revenue it's pulling in and Spotify's like really been pushing and uh, you know, Joe Rogan being like the number one podcaster, I, I think he probably took note of that as well. Um, and, and again, you know, the money I, I, I guarantee he'll be making more because he wasn't hurting for fall. He wasn't hurting for Not views or anything like that. So no, there's no doubt in my mind that him taking this deal like fully supported, you know, him being the main content creator and them not not stopping him from talking about whatever he wants to, um, having complete creative control over everything. Uh, so for for him to accept that deal, yeah, it had to have been a pretty sweet one for him. Yeah, just because um, currently the way that it would work if there was like an outcry or a protest based on something that he aired or said or a guest that he had on, you would have to maybe diversify your outreach like to you know, Pocket Casts, Apple yeah. Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, all the different platforms that he was available through. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, like Alex Jones got banned from like all of those platforms, you know, yeah. like he was silenced. And so for Joe to put all i mean it shows an extreme amount of trust in spotify and their yeah. direction they are a brilliant company spotify has been stepping it up man i told the story in this podcast before about my days in y combinator out in silicon mm-hmm. valley when their chief r&d officer for the last 10 years yeah came through and like just walked us through the graph of their growth and he would make us guess at each inflection <laughs> point he and he would have his slideshow was like it was animated for like graph build outs where mm-hmm. it would like cap out at a point that you didn't expect. Yeah. And he was like, what happened at this point? It was like, you know, a partnership or yeah. I can't get too specific. Right. Um, but it was a fascinating talk. And so to, that was pre podcast. Like, oh yeah. That, that was back in January of 2019 type deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure that they were already obviously working on that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's our second most listened to platform. So Spotify, if you want to buy out KBay Bay, <laughs> yeah. we're available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Spotify, they also just rolled out uh, the new DJ uh, button or whatever, DJ playlist where I can send you a like QR type code and you can scan it and we can listen to the same playlist together at the same time, like all the same music. So that's like a curator's dream. You know, I, I like uh, oh, making snap. podcasts for people so we can both add to it, but also listen to it at the same time, which I love that idea. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, technology that brings people closer together is going to flourish in this day and age. And we're not going to, it's funny, like, you know, I don't want to get into a whole lot of coronavirus stuff because I'm so over talk 
uh, I'm just talked out on all that stuff. Um, but I did get a phone call from our friend Sierra. She says hello, by the way. Sierra. Um, What's up, girl? Sierra and I have been playing phone tag all week. And um, the situation where she's in is California. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're talking three additional months you know, from yeah. now of social distancing. Uh, she told me today that there's speculation that they may be zooming until January of 2021. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and I was like, girl, get your butt on a plane and get over here to Dallas because mm-hmm. summer is beginning. I'm like, we got a pool party Saturday. <laughs> like, yeah, you got Wi Fi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and she, I mean, she's wrapping up too, but um, it just sounds like the situation for teachers was becoming more like dire out there. And at the point that people are just openly doing drugs in the streets and like the economy is tanking and 36.5 million people have filed for unemployment, like, yeah. It's just insane what's going on right now. Yes. Um, and the, it's being felt differently in different places. But societally, I think that the new norm is going to take several years. Like I had a conversation with somebody today that said that they would not be getting into ride share like Uber or Lyft for several years. Mm. Like there's a new way of thinking. I was. Yeah, I can't even tell that story. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Um, going back to kind of like the Spotify technology is crazy, all those type of things. I, I read this story and I wanted to bring it up to you. Um, have you ever heard of Lil Michaela? No. Lil Michaela is an AI, artificial intelligence, um, social influencer. So, okay. Yeah. So, Michaela. <laughs> right. So the uh, this AI bot has its own Instagram account. Um, it has sponsor deals. So it's like this little robot wearing, you know, Gucci or or uh, Supreme or whatever, you know, whatever's oh, popular. Wow. So this AI got flow. Not only does it have flow, but like it has actual music that you can listen to. But like it's under the premise that this is like an A. And so this robot, this artificial intelligence influencer even has like vlogs where it's talking about you know they went through a breakup or that somebody was inappropriately like touching her and and different things like that like so it's crazy why is the ai gendered uh to reach little girls maybe i don't know i got a question too and i don't know if this is going to come across weird but is it lil like little michaela yes it is is it is it a miq is it a Michaela. An AI that's being portrayed as an African American avatar. Um, doesn't. Look Do you get like my it. overarching point here, though? Is it like, like a white person like trying to? Well, no. Get my, in on this, or no? My overarching point is like we're creating the AI of the future, but we're not. We're not eliminating the. Okay, that's so a, kind that's of like little Michaela. So it's really like a um, she digital. What, what do they call it whenever? Uh, you're like very um, racial generic or something like that. Oh, um, racially, ambiguous. Racially ambiguous yeah. or something like that. Right. Um, I just don't know why they're creating AI that I think they have to create it in a persona like this for us to understand how to interact with it to a certain extent yeah. or to feel okay interacting with it. But at the same time, you know, when you think of like the aliens of the future that don't Dude. have mouths or genitalia, like why are we creating gendered racialized AI That's bots. crazy, right? So this Michaela, this virtual reality being, uh, has been in pictures with Diplo, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, the girl that plays Eleven, 
um, has been interviewed by Vogue, BuzzFeed, The Guardian, Business of Fashion, um, and then did a Calvin Klein ad with Bella Hadid. Uh, and then also again, has a music career and they're like, it's these corporations that are just funneling in all this money to this non-existent person. Um, so, you know, advertisers will pay them to air their stuff and, you know, Michaela will wear their clothes and all of that and influence, uh, the younglings. My goodness. That's crazy, right? The new dream is not even that I make it. I hope my avatar makes it. Well, it's so like, that I can profit off of that and be made. Wow. Yeah, it's it's because you know all these independent like real life artists are in control of all their music and stuff. So now these corporations are having to shuffle around and and find new ways to make money. So they're actually literally creating uh, artists from the ground up, which man, I just find uh, incredibly wild. I haven't listened to the music. I'll have to get back to you on that. I don't know if it's any good or not, but. You're going to listen to the first track and it's going to be like, like, it's Friday, (laughs) Friday. Catch me with a little Michaela t-shirt whenever I come back next week. What if she's like better than Nicki Minaj? I mean. What if she's the new Billie Eilish? I could see it. I feel like I've been Shazamming a lot of Billie Eilish recently. (laughs) Like Uh, you didn't know it was her or. I don't know what anything is, dude. Like I don't listen to the radio. Uh, I listen to like. It's just, that's all. It's just Billie Eilish. There are no other artists. Oh, okay. I'm glad to know that (laughs) I haven't been missing much. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, Wow. Dude, I got to dig into this little Michaela thing because. Yeah. Everything that you just shared, like every single sentence was mind blowing. <laughs> like it's she a has, lot to digest. She has a music career. She's been photo- photographed with all these people, interviewed, like, and interviewed. then like is not real. And I'm like, I haven't seen anything about this. Like, yeah. How what what's up with my algorithm? What's know. up with these social companies? I don't know. They're done well. So part of the news today that I saw on the feed was that a- Apple was asking some employees to come back like into the offices. Um, like this summer, like much more rapidly than hmm. uh, some of like the other tech companies. Um, Is it like a comeback or else type of thing? I, I don't know. I'm sure it's like role role specific too, because if you're maintaining a server or obviously working at a store or, mm. you know, there are physical on-prem things that have to occur. But my assumption is that, well, actually, no, let's talk about it. Like the option to go back to the physical brick and mortar office is changing. Like, you know, with, with our company, it's like totally voluntary. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I got word today that one of my colleagues is like, just got a retrofitted like Metris weekender van and is basically taking off the next three months and like going to go through the badlands and Jackson hole and Colorado, California, like all through the mountains. And And you know, whenever there's a call, like they have a, a router or whatever that, you know, that's great i mean if you're getting your work done if you're getting the same amount of work done so facebook was saying that it was going to reopen in july and allow employees to work remote through the end of the year whereas twitter and square employees are now allowed to work from home permanently just into perpetuity i like it so i was talking to my boss today and i was saying in some ways i'm like can i get out of town and like go work on a beach somewhere and he was like you know, Bon Air's, you know, just one hour um, ahead of Eastern Standard Time. And I was like, okay, like, <laughs> cool. <Later. laughs> yeah. So, yeah, crazy stuff, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I, f- I feel like as long as you're getting your your work done and you, you're not working at a place where there needs to be a physical person there, 
you should be set, right? I guess so. I've been divvying it up. I've been going in about four days a week and kind of working remotely on on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have calls like spread out between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., it's like I know that at least one of these is going to have to occur at home because, you know, I think that my office is still trying to shut down by five, mm-hmm. but uh, there's signs of life. Like I had casual conversation this week with yeah. a passerby. Wow. What's up? Like <laughs> it was beautiful. And he kept saying like through his mask, he's like, it's crazy that we're having this conversation right now. <laughs> I guess he's been cooped up for like nine weeks. Dang. Yeah. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. We got, we had live golf on television this weekend. Mm. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but I did not. they paired up Rory McElroy and uh, Dustin Johnson against Matthew Wolf, a, a sensational rookie on tour with uh, Ricky Fowler. Okay. And it was like old school, like college golf where like they carried their own clubs. Like, there was no spectators. There was actually limited cameras and everybody was at a distance and nice. it was kind of wild, but they, they teamed up and like all these people basically called in and were like giving money. Mm-hmm. So they started with like millions on the table to raise for charity. Okay. And so it was some sort of like match play per hole. I ended up tuning out after the last, you know, the first five holes maybe, but yeah. uh, this weekend is Tiger and, um, Eli, no, sorry, Tiger and Peyton Manning oh. versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Oh, that'll be great. That's going to be incredible. Yeah, that's this weekend. I might even. So have I to can't look wait into for that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. I guess is it Memorial Day? Yep. Or, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. So you're going to be gone through next week, or? Yeah, I think we might come back uh, Sunday. Um, yeah, hang out. I mean, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much done for the year i just got to enter in some grades so you know kind of on everybody else's schedule now so as long as we have a a moment um quick revision to some of my content from maybe last week and the week before uh b-rad made me sit down and watch dave oh after one of our recent podcasts and i was just enthralled yeah i'm I finished it the next day. Yeah. So we talked about it a week or two ago. And actually, as soon as we were done recording, we ordered some food and we watched uh, two or three episodes together. And then like you were pretty much done with it the next day. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> yeah. was. I watched more yeah. after that. and I was <laughs> laughing. I was crying. crying? Oh, man. I told is, you uh, it gets real. His relationship with Gata on the show. Yeah, the bipolar episode. I saw somebody tweeting that you know, I th- I think he retweeted it where he somebody said like you guys must be close or something like how'd you get so close in your characters? You must mm-hmm. be close in real life. And uh, I think Gator had retweeted him and like that's my dog, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he like is they're an for real. Actor. Like he's his for real hype man. Like they like, did real such life. an amazing job with that. Yeah, that's his real hype man in real yeah. life. Yeah, like Dave brought on his Jeez. actual people. Okay, like so, uh, that's not his what's girlfriend his- though. <laughs> No, that's not his girlfriend. And that's uh, not his parents, because I no, recognize that. Actually. No, but he like uh, he wrote them very close. Like, what about the producer? Um, I think the guy he's with somehow, the Asian I girl. think he's somehow involved. But um, what's the uh, whiskey ginger? Andrew Santino. Andrew Santino. That's one of his like really good friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so he and brought he him on really the show. Good in the show. Yeah, he was. I thought that. He has a real future in acting if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, I guess that he does do a lot of auditions and different mm-hmm. appearances, but that show was just masterfully done. It was so thought provoking. The season oh, finale, it's like if you like little dicky videos where they go on for like five yeah. or eight minutes, 
he raps for like 15 minutes the like, front and back end of that episode <laughs> i was like this is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. i was like what am i watching right now dude the um that first scene that first crazy scene oh. in the jail that lasts i believe almost nine minutes i think it's like eight minutes 50 seconds of him just like rapping <laughs> when they're in the conference yeah. room it's like <laughs> oh, oh my goodness it's great he's very unlikable in several yeah. episodes like i really do not like him <laughs> yeah um but you know it shows some a little bit of personal growth you know at the end of the episode the advice that he takes uh i don't want to you know spoil anything i mean but... he's older than us and if he's having to take some of those basic points of feedback he's got a beautiful girlfriend she is yeah. oh my goodness when but, they when they had the picnic and they throw the ketchup you've heard his song you've table. heard his song molly right yeah which is like about so. about a real life relationship that he had it's featuring brendan yuri of panic at the disco oh, okay um and so the trajectory that that relationship takes throughout the show is like a long form version of that song so if you listen to that song uh you pretty much could see what was happening. So Got it. that was like a fan theory throughout the season was, Oh, is this like his Molly, uh, and the show and everything. Um, but yeah, that episode nine was masterful though. The wedding and everything. And, uh, definitely a when, tearjerker when they throw the condiment thing onto the checkered tablecloth on the picnic table <laughs> and it goes through the hole in the middle. Yes. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I just, I yeah. lost, I was like, I paused it because I was like that. I just got to take a moment. That was so brilliant. What a brilliant callback yeah. comedically. Yes. Um, he really is multifaceted. We knew that, but mm -hmm. even Gata to know that he's like his real life hype man yeah. and then can just turn around and act like that. Right. And when he goes off on the breakfast club, yo, like I, yes. I was like this, what a perfect ending. Like, you, I mean the final, if you have not seen the episode, just like hit the little skip ahead, like where you skip 15 seconds. Okay. Um, where it ends and he's just like, what's my name? And then it just fades to black and it shows his name, Dave, like the title card. Yeah. Beautiful. It's crazy. Beautiful. Really well done. I think that it makes a lot of sense now. Like, did you go listen to the podcast with Whiskey Ginger? Oh, yeah. I went oh, back. you did? Yeah, I did. I listened to it did on my like way it? home that night. Oh, yeah. I loved oh, you it. did? You never yeah. told me that. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen you since then. Dude, that was just last week. <laughs> I haven't seen you since then. I, I know, but it feels like it was a year yeah. ago already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I listened to it on the way home, and uh, it was Dave talking about, you know, how he how he was hoping that the show would be received well. Yeah. He had no idea. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, eight weeks late, eight, eight weeks, ten weeks later, and it's one of the biggest shows. It's the biggest show on Hulu. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It, it's uh, First of all, it's FX's biggest show. Um because they partnered with Hulu and then it's Hulu Hulu's biggest show at the moment right now too. Oh, wow. Yeah. We were, we were likening that span of time where it's like you can work on something and be vigilant and then you might blossom, you know, in the span of a very short period of time, Yeah, your cocoon time. And just how I'd been listening to that podcast um, on my trip just several week, months ago and how, how we were likening that to the last dance a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, oh. And that's, Speaking of partnerships between like a streaming platform and a channel like yeah. ESPN and Netflix, yeah. Um, so did and you Facebook. watch? Did you watch the last sponsored two? by Facebook? By the way, real quick, I feel like I've mentioned this, but I don't think I have. I I, I tried to bring this up a couple episodes ago. Have you noticed how Facebook dropped the Facebook company, and yeah. now it's just Facebook, and how they've subtly changed each of their monikers and yeah. like logo stamps throughout the the run? Yep. Okay. Cool. 
I have. I, and then I Reese's don't... has just been. I'm like, yeah. What, why do, how why is Reese's, Reese's? Why do they have a piece of this? How has their marketing spend so you know their ads been so large? You yeah. know, like it, it seems crazy to me that you would take out space. Although, I mean, it's people are quarantined, so they're like just eating chocolate. Yeah. And if you're a sports fan, like you have watched this, you know. Hmm. Um. Did you watch the final two episodes? I did. <sighs> so good. Got a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's like, get into it. Well, it's weird. Like, um, first of all, the whole, I realized you, at what age do you start really remembering kind of contextually what was happening in like sports or pop culture? Because for me, I could point to that moment last night. Mm -hmm. I realized I have very early memories of being like five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, I don't really have mem like good memories i haven't really tried to go back into the vault but mm -hmm. i don't have great recall prior to five six seven yeah um i don't know how it is for everybody else but for for me um i mean if we're talking about sports i don't remember really anything until like middle school just because i did not watch a lot of uh basketball growing up. i probably only watched football um so i have a couple early memories of the cowboys and everything um back in their heyday but um as far as basketball like I don't remember the Jordan era. I know that I watched him play live on TV, but I don't have any like emotional memories attached to it or anything like that. I found out that I do. So I couldn't remember back in like the nineties when I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight, if, uh, if I was watching like a rerun promo or if I was watching the live, like, yeah, it's also fuzzy now that we're in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, but I realized watching Reggie Miller, sink yeah. that jump shot reggie miller's looking good Re reggie miller always looks good i yeah. love that guy i think he's the coolest dude but going back to those series with the pacers versus the bulls i realized that those were some of my earliest memories of like yeah. life organized sports like Dang. uh different things like that and just to reconnect with those memories that i i knew the shot process like the whole carl malone series where like I used to do impressions of him where it always looked like he was falling backwards and kind of like <laughs> throwing it over his yeah. head whenever he was shooting. And um, the, the way it worked in my household was we watched every single Texas Rangers baseball game, every single Dallas Cowboys game, and then we would watch the playoffs for every other major sport, yeah. like pretty much the whole thing. Nice. So um, I was really into sports and like those guys were larger than life. And so it was just it just struck me last night whenever I was watching the Pacers series, especially mm -hmm. that I was like, I watched this real time. Like <laughs> I watched it day of next day on sports center. Like this was the talk of the town and it just really connected home with me. But, um, the, also the other thing that blew my mind was Steve Kerr has really blown my mind throughout this entire series because I did not for the life of me, remember that he was on that dream team of the bulls. Right. I, I know him as the golden state warriors coach as weird as that sounds. But I didn't realize that he was such a uh, foundational uh, role player yeah, for the he Bulls. Was and I also didn't realize that his father was also oh, murdered. murdered. Like, I didn't know that until I watched it last night. I didn't night. know either. But and yeah, maybe it was like this because he said that they never really talked about it. But I still feel like it was this unspoken kind of thing um, that maybe helped him in his relationship with Michael. I don't know. I mean, if if Jordan was aware of it, it yeah. could have been maybe a bonding experience, but it definitely seemed like Kerr earned his respect on oh, the yeah. court 
in the postseason with yeah. those clutch shots yeah, as far as Michael he said, goes. He said he earned his wings that night whenever he hit that shot. Yeah, he really <laughs> he was not afraid to just talk about it like as it was yeah. that he was the best player in the whole world and uh <laughs> that you yeah. were just I don't know. Yeah, man, he, uh losing, calling it a bump in the road like no big deal and uh losing like <laughs> I think they lost two games in a row that series and he's just like, "Yeah, whatever, you know, we'll come back." Um, just knowing that he's going to best his opponents. Did you hear the news today about um, the rebuttal of the food poisoning incident? So, okay, so let's set it up. Um, if you've heard of Michael Jordan's flu game, it came out in this docu-series that Michael Jordan uh, says, you know, he didn't have the flu. It was actually food poisoning. Um, he had ordered late night from this random pizza place, and he ate it, and he got really sick off of it, and then he went and played the next day and was just feeling miserable. Um, but I have not heard the rebuttal. Oh, you haven't? Awesome. No. That, was a, that was a great show transition. That was like a podcaster 101 freaking leadership moment right there where you're just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're about to say, yeah. but here's the – you set that up beautifully. Did I earn my wings? Oh, wow. <laughs> I just got – uh, podcast wood for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, I guess this oh, is the there's our sponsor. Episode. Yeah. Okay, baby. Um, <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> All right, move on. So, uh, there was a guy that came out on Facebook and said, um, okay, I'm going to quote S- Sports Illustrated here. Here's something that will blast a hole in Michael Jordan's trainer's theory that the pizza he ate before game five of the 1997 NBA Finals was purposefully tampered with. The guy who made it was a Bulls fan. After seeing the story presented on Sunday's finale of The Last Dance, a Utah man named Craig Fight posted on Facebook (laughs) that he was the guy who made and delivered the pizza to Jordan. He joined the big show on 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City to give a side of the story. At the time of the flu game, Fight had recently been hired as an assistant manager at a pizza hut, Ballin, in Park City, Utah, about 30 minutes from downtown Salt Lake. The Bulls had already been staying at the Park City Marriott for a few days, and Fight says everyone in the local food service industry knew which hotel they were at. Apparently, it's so small yeah. over there that like they were the only place open. Right. Well, I mean, they say in the docuseries that like five people showed up with the pizza. So, which was apparently not true. When a okay. delivery order came in from the hotel, the employee who answered the phone said he thought it was for one of the players. Fight, as the only Bulls fan working there, assumed control of the order. He said, I'm delivering it, he recalled. I remember saying this. I will make the pizza uh, because I don't want any of you doing anything to it. And then I told the driver, you're going to take me there. Michael's order was a large, thin, and crispy pizza with extra pepperoni. Fight insists that because he was still a new employee and eager to impress, he made sure to follow the food the food prep guidelines to a T. All ingredients were fresh. Nothing was added that could have gotten Jordan sick. Dang. Apparently, okay. whenever he went, it was like he was a big Bulls fan and he wanted to say hello. So, like, um, Greg or what, what's the guy's name? The, his um, his uh, lead bodyguard. Oh, man, I looked That's him up disrespectful earlier. that we don't know. You're talking about the long-haired? No, I'm okay. talking about the old. Um, oh. Um, his main guy that it was fighting cancer. Apparently, he swung the door open a little bit wider so that Michael could, like, wave and the guy could just say, hey. You know, that type of thing. But Gus let Gus. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what to it doesn't really matter, but it, it's been a big hit for ESPN. Like I read today 
uh, on CNN, the network's docu-series about Michael Jordan and the Bulls isn't a sporting event, but it nabbed event-sized ratings for ESPN, averaging 5.6 million viewers over its 10-episode run, most-watched documentary ever for ESPN. They give some context. They say that a normal Sunday night baseball game between the Bo Sox and the Yankees would bring in roughly 2 million viewers. Dang. So apparently um, they're going to air new documentaries over the next couple weeks, basically going through 30 for 30 film brand. Okay. But it sounds like they're going to be not episodes of 30 for 30, but like more of an expanded documentary. Hmm. Uh, So you ready for who's next? Yes. The infamous cyclist Lance Armstrong. Oh, okay. Followed by martial artist Bruce Lee. Oh, okay. I will definitely be watching the Bruce Lee. And then I can't wait for this one. The 1998 home run chase between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Ooh. Which I, I remember my my parents, I'd gone to bed mm-hmm. and my parents came and woke me up like probably less than an hour into sleep mm-hmm. because McGuire had just broken the record. Dang. And yeah, like that was the type of thing that they would wake me <laughs> up. Like I'd yeah. been watching all season and then definitely was even more of age during like the Barry Bonds saga. Right. Um, and super into baseball. Like that was back when I was straddling two teams thinking i was going to go pro one day because yeah i didn't have a good helmet on (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny um yeah no i'm definitely interested i i'm on the fence about the lance armstrong one it depends on how much they cater to him uh not a fan (laughs) oh i mean like i don't know i i just feel like uh there's definitely some things that they could bring up, but if they're just trying to make him look good, then it's whatever. It probably wouldn't be as entertaining, I guess. Well, he he did look good though. He won seven Tour de France tournaments or or whatever. Yeah, but what like wasn't he a a doper? Yeah, yeah. but so were Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Sure. You know who the most ingratiated, back in pop culture relevant person is, given the fact that they were at the heart of the doping scandals in baseball. Who's that? A-Rod. Oh, yeah. A-Rod's with J-Lo. He's making Portal commercials. He's on Shark Tank. <laughs> like, oh, he's moonlighting yeah. on everything. He's on MLB or ESPN. Like, he he's making investments. He's a billionaire. Like, what in the world happened there? It's like we all just accepted him back with wide open arms. And at one point, he was the most hated man in America for a while. Yeah, and then the news moved on the next week. <laughs> I guess, but at the same time, like we can't get over like a Barry Bonds. For, I mean, granted, Barry Bonds always was known for like a bad attitude. Like right. he was not somebody you wanted to be around. Yeah, uh, yeah. It probably has to do with like your demeanor. If you're a likable person, then they tend to sweep it under the rug. So MLB is planning to come back uh, with no spectators by the Fourth of July. I saw that. Yeah, I guess they're gonna. So get this, they're gonna do maybe a half season and then an expanded postseason. Their uh, ESPN said the day they're going to play about 1200 games this summer, but get this every day that we go through COVID and social distancing without MLB being up and running, they lose roughly $75 million a day. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it burn. What in the world? Oh, that's, that's so silly. Yeah, that is. They're like, baseball will be engaged in a daily battle against the virus, disinfecting baseballs, deep cleaning clubhouses, and at least initially banning paying customers from the ballpark. Um, 
It's like, we're going to make it as difficult yeah. as possible. And like, Boo. hold on. I can't throw it to second. I got to <laughs> disinfect it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a thing like this definitely does make you realize like how silly you take certain things of your life. <laughs> yeah. Some <laughs> like of these... we pay so much money to people that just throw around a little toy, you know? The warriors are going to be like, the catcher is the only one with a mask yeah. on. <laughs> and I don't want to diminish talent. Like, you know, athletes are incredible. I could never do it. Um, Have you seen anything about the game. way that they're paying them? That they're going to pay them less or something? Yeah, yeah. I saw and, like, like in the holdouts? NBA, uh, since they didn't play all of the games this year, the they'll they won't be getting their full their full contract payment that's tricky right yeah (laughs) part of me says shut up and play the game Mm -hmm. but i mean you've still been shooting in the gym as rick ross would say yeah um you know this entire time i'm sure right you know and kevin durant was pretty much asymptomatic and i'm (laughs) sure he was shooting in the gym yeah so they're like well I kept my body peak condition. You're telling me I could have just been on the beach this whole time? Right. Hmm. I don't know. It was weird that's like with a, the golf coverage. Tricky. Like They were talking about the expanded breaks that these guys had been on. Like DJ hadn't picked up a golf club in like 40 days. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? Like, That's the beauty of living in Florida. Like, yeah. You could just go out on your own private golf course and be socially distanced. They were yeah. saying that uh, Jim Nance is a par three in his backyard. Really? Yeah. She's like, all right. That's nice. That's new goal. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. So I guess I, I don't know anything about NBA, NHL, uh, any of them coming back. I'm assuming no, that they, they talked about opening. I, I read a couple things about them opening facilities for practices and stuff, but then other states that aren't opening, they are petitioning them not to do that so everybody could be practicing at the same time so nobody gets like a head start um, but I haven't seen like any hard uh, dates that have been planned for them to come for them to return interesting again it's just a respecter of locations because they have to take into account you know 30 ball clubs and 30 different markets um, so if they're not all consistently open with the same regulations it's going to be hard to execute business as normal but Hopefully, we'll be getting back to some sort of normal. I mean, yeah, I'm unemployment so is still skyrocketing. Technically, cases are still going up in certain places. It sounds like since Georgia reopened, they've been pretty flat. Whereas Texas, I heard that we had our biggest spike on Saturday. Yep. Um, so, I mean, know. we predicted that, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we said it on here that, yeah, we know there's going to be a spike, but yeah, so be it. <laughs> I mean, Governor Abbott was saying um, that it's due to more testing. Okay. I'm with him. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Spin it however you want. I don't care. Like, um, you know anybody that's contracted it recently? No, I just know, like, I have friends who have had family members who have been affected by it, so. We never followed up, but update on Connie Byard, Daniel's mom. Yeah. She's fine. Okay, good. Um, But she gave it to her husband and his mother, who was like, in her 80s or something they were totally asymptomatic never oh, even good. knew it okay everything was chill good so <laughs> happy to hear that yeah but it, it's definitely taking its toll on certain industries for sure mm-hmm. like um all of my clients in the pipeline that are event-based or anything like that are just kind of yeah. decimated at the moment they're yeah. furloughed they're laid off my um, dad my dad was saying uh one section at uh 
over where he works, a guy came in saying that, you know, he was diagnosed with COVID. So they shut down like the whole thing and, um, you know, they lost like a lot of production and, uh, turns out he went back to the doctor and he, they said he didn't have it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's like calling in sick and then everybody has to shut down because you called in yeah. sick when you were really just trying to get in. Well, nine no, holes. no, 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 no. <laughs> the doctor did. He went to the doctor. He wasn't lying the first time around. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> I guess they just were trying to rush him through or they did he go to Heather? <laughs> did, did she diagnose? Did your no. general practice oh. uh, optometrist? Diagnose no, him? but I have, I have a message from Heather. Oh no, you don't. Not, not a vocal message, but a message to read. Well, even she texted that me today. Um, did she listen to the episode? She did. No way. Yeah. Holy crap. We're about to like loop this. Yeah. So she said, Hey, B-Rad, this is Heather Laws. I just listened to last week's podcast and you guys were sweet. Thank you for the kind things you said. I feel bad for uh, that Carson was trying to explain his reasoning since he asked for feedback. I just wanted you guys to know that it's not the content I have any issue with. Uh, the comment ma about uh, making hard drugs legal was probably the biggest problem, problem for me because first, when you make something legal, you're legitimizing something that was illegal for a reason, cueing people to think it's not a big deal. Uh, second, people would not stop doing it and it causes horrible health and social issues. Um, she's like, anyway, I love Carson. I think he's, <laughs> she's like, I think he's so funny and smart. I don't want him to feel bad in any way. So sorry. I may have caused him any uneasy easiness. Uh, you guys are the sweetest. And she said, give him an, I'm sorry, hug from me or just tell him what I said. It might be weird to hug another guy in a closet. <laughs> um, but, uh, where she's like, oh, and then she told me that I'm amazing and she's proud of me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, she's wonderful. I just like threw that out there, like not knowing that you had that ready to go. Yeah, you did. You were not going to share that on air. I, I'm well, <laughs> I was waiting for a moment like this, to be honest. That's crazy. First of all, shout out Heather. That's, that's really great feedback. Yeah. Um, and I, frankly, I agree with her on multiple points of hers mm -hmm. like that. Um, it can, it can legitimize something or make it seem more normalized or something like that. And in certain ways, that's the argument that I'm making. That's right. That's part of the reason, like in countries where you can drink at an earlier age, um, you know, at other ages, there's fewer fatal accidents and there's, yeah. I'm, I'm never arguing for the eradication of like sin or fault or whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm going for the productive minimization and directing of sin into certain pockets that can be managed better as a society. And I very much like when I think of legislatively, I think about like outcomes and there's a certain moral framework there, but it's not my own. It, like I, right. I don't cast my own onto others. Um, the other point that she was making about uh, people are going to continue to do it. I totally agree. And, yeah. you know, some of the outcomes that she mentioned there, I, I agree with. Um, I mean, <laughs> the, the rough part about life is that it's kind of like the COVID thing. It's like, we're not all going to make it, you know, like yeah. the average lifespan is 79. Your average lifespan with COVID is 81, by the way. How funny is that? Like the highest the, the median age for dying with COVID is higher than the median age of dying, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, but that's great feedback. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah, she's awesome. And um, I, w I was just telling her, I was like, 
you know, I agree with her on some points and I'm also like kind of on the fence whenever it comes to that stuff, as far as like, even though I don't agree with it, you know, they should probably be allowed to, like you said, because hopefully it minimizes like, you know, backdoor type of things where, where a lot of other shady stuff goes down. Um, but I was also saying like, I'm fortunate enough to be blessed with so many people with different perspectives in my life that I can continue growing from. And she was like on board with that and totally agreeing too. But I just thought it was sweet that she took the time out and she's like, Oh yeah, I listened and I just wanted to make sure Carson's good. And honestly, that, that, that submission means a lot because that's really direct feedback to a specific call out, which I did want that feedback, you know, like I'm, I'm super glad that I got it so instantly, like (laughs) week over week. Like that's incredible. Um, I'm kind of reeling from that a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, And frankly, I'm kind of a a fraud in that I'm one well-produced documentary away from changing my entire (laughs) opinion on that. Right. Like you could present me with a certain viewpoint, um, which would totally convince me that, oh, why would we ever legalize all drugs? Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, so. Right. I think it's a matter of your media ingestion and, um, you know. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, definitely the more the more stuff that you watch, like w- we could get on a whole nother tangent just like we did last week, but just, you know, the opinions that we have, like you just said, you know, we can we can kind of flip if somebody provides good evidence for the other side. So anyway, but I just wanted to share that with you. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. That's so, incredible. Yeah. Um, we heard from my sister as well that. Yeah. Um, what was she saying? She was saying that, um, oh, I just had it. Um, she was agreeing with us on one point. I think mm-hmm. it was, she was actually texting. I'm not sure if I should reveal this, but she was texting in favor of the legalization of prostitution that I was talking mm, about. Yeah. She, she agreed that that would be a safer option that would be regulated and fewer backdoors, fewer black markets, less, you know, uh, lower age, like younger age trafficking, different things like that. Um, and then she said something about the, your reaction. Did you get feedback about your piece on, um, the Georgia man that was gunned down? Um, yeah, I did. Cause I posted it on Twitter and I actually had a lot of people message me, you know, some of the friends that, um, that were kind of hurt that they didn't have white friends speaking up about it. I, I did get some messages from them and, so that just that, saying, you know, yeah, just like cool thanks for thanks for bringing like, thanks for, for bringing light to this. Um, you know the ma- the majority, if not all of them, already knew about it, so they were kind of just saying right. like, "Hey, thanks for thank you guys for bringing it up and uh, for letting us know that you're allies and everything, and not just being complacent." So well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. that you were able to put that out there. It seemed to get a lot of engagement whenever. Yeah. Brad was, I, I guess that was the tweet that you were crafting ever so. <laughs> While you were watching that first episode of Dave, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brad had like a 30 minute tweet. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and then Well, whenever it's like it. a sense, like, you know, I'll just tweet whatever out, but whenever it's a sensitive subject like that, I want to be very purposeful in what I say. So it's incredible how many, like how, how varied your tweets are in terms of importance <laughs> and like sure, legacy yeah. content. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah. I don't know if you're about to bring anything up, but no. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no specific examples that you need to sweat over. Preach. So if you're in the food, Bev hospitality industry, I guess you're going back to work now. 
potentially. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these restaurants and stuff, the bars can open in Dallas on Friday, baby. Can they? <laughs> yes. Wow. So Abbott, res- you know, rolled back more restrictions. Yeah. So everybody's still doing like plasticware and uh, paper. Menus. Not everybody. No. I've been to restaurants with I ate off real silverware. Okay. I ate off a real plate. I was like, this is fancy, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, have fun at the hospital. (laughs) Thanks, bro. Like, I'll have you know, I've eaten out every single day of COVID. Ain't nothing Uh, happened to me. I know. Me and little Michaela chilling in the cut. (laughs) Little Michaela. Oh, yeah. We're we're COVID free since 93. I'm going to get little Michaela to get a song for this podcast. Heck yeah, do that. (laughs) (laughs) Have her feature. Be like, uh, David the Psalmist is way too real. Like we had to go get something not real. Oh man, <laughs> um, we got a lot of feedback. We should. We never circled back on his um, his uh, song that he debuted. By the way, yeah, great song. I got a lot of you know support, listener support mm-hmm. that came back when they were like, dude, dope song. I, I had people that followed. It. I went and followed all of his stuff. Obviously, yeah. um, we we exchanged. I guess we weren't following each other which was embarrassing. <laughs> like, oh. We've been plugging yeah. each other for like, you know, 30 weeks now. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, he took a break from social media, but he started uh, getting back to posting again. I was texting yeah. with him and, um, uh, it was recently his fiance's birthday this past week. And he, he wrote a, He wrote a song for her and uh, you should check that out on his, uh, on his Instagram. It's very talented. So I love his stuff. Um, yeah. I'm mainly on like, uh, his YouTube or Twitter or whatever. I feel like the Twitter videos are what I've mostly consumed, but right. going back to the bar stuff, like a lot of these places are saying, if we do open, it's mean, it's merely for like brand and appearances sake, basically, because they're like, if my max occupancy is 32 and I'm at 25% capacity, I'm not going to open this bar and staff it and have fresh ice for nine people that can come yeah. through, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The retail is just screwed. <laughs> I was about to do another sponsorship <laughs> shout out. CNN yeah, reported today, Pier 1 announced Tuesday that it's asking their bankruptcy court to cease its retail operations as soon as reasonably possible. <laughs> it blames the temporary store closures caused by coronavirus and failing to find a buyer for the drastic decision. Pier 1 said it plans to sell its remaining inventory website and intellectual property orders placed on its website will continue to be fulfilled it's not alone in filing for bankruptcy well, i'm sorry but jc penny neiman marcus and j crew have all filed oh j crew there goes go my clean, college years go clean out the <laughs> oh i i buy all the new season of button downs from well, that's because you're still fairly slim i they don't no. make sizes for me dude with the covid weight gain it's like <laughs> i I had to put a shirt back on the hanger the other day because I was like, this <laughs> nope. isn't appropriate. <laughs> this is not appropriate. I can't be wearing, a crop top tube, going. be wearing a tube top to work. <laughs> you know, like uh, J. Crew always made me feel like just a gorgeous young lady because <laughs> that I I was always a small in yeah. J. Crew uh, button downs and they just fit so nice. Oh, my goodness. Get those vertical stripes going and woo. Yeah. You know, I could, you know, paint the town. Yeah, those were the days. But now... I'm like, where's that relaxed fit medium, baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't no more slim fits up in here. Uh, whose shops at Pier 1 imports? Uh, your your mom? No, she doesn't. Well, nobody. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm surprised it took COVID for this to happen. I don't know. Some, 
these stores are weird because like there are other examples of like niche stores that are flourishing like I'm trying to think of a niche store that's flourishing. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot <laughs> of they're, them. They're out there. Like um, sporting goods. Like isn't Dick sporting, Dick sporting they're goods? Amazing. Like, uh, that's because everybody's trying to get home gym stuff. Like they're not going to go out of business. The gyms yeah. have been closed. They're flourishing. Also, I feel like certain home office products. Like here's the thing with uh, Pier 1 and some of these. They blamed products like Amazon, obviously, but also like Wayfair. Mm-hmm. And, some of, and I've gotten on those apps where it's like, Hey, you want a new sofa and living room set by Friday for seven hundred bucks? Like, it's pretty yeah. easy. Obviously, Facebook Marketplace too. Mm-hmm. I think that cut into Craigslist. Obviously, yeah, Craigslist. Like, I still check it every once in a while, but I think Facebook Market is the dominant place to search now. There's certain products that I've vacillated between, like a, an Amazon search or direct to the you know con, um, direct to like the factory or manufacturer mm-hmm. online versus facebook marketplace and depending on how niche the product is it's like i'm not going to drive to terrell texas to get this thing that maybe you photographed wrong and that may not be there because you sold it to somebody local before i can get there like and hook up with you on your schedule yeah and i also hate having to activate 60 facebook messaging threads right whenever i'm searching for x yeah that makes sense okay I guess it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I, Wayfair's uh, crushing it, folks. Yeah. Goodbye, Pier One. Later. Goodbye, Neiman's. Goodbye, J. Crew. Rip. And JCP. Sorry about you. Yeah, if J. If J. Crew cared about the Husky dudes, you know, maybe maybe they would still be in business. But uh, I think they, they do. Would. It's just called a medium or a large. No, dude, I would get extra larges, and it really it's like like it's like here. Are you? <laughs> yeah. It's like my shoulders are too broad, and yeah. my, my shirt's just like showing my belly button. I know. If I uh, the shirt I wore today to work, like if I raise my hands all the way above my <laughs> head, I would look like Pamela Anderson. Like, <laughs> let herself go. Like, <laughs> no, right. I would. I would look like Peter Griffin if his shirt was like untucked and above yeah. his. You know, like, it just. I don't know. I feel like I've shaved a, a few pounds since I had that come to Jesus a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tr- tried to remain active, been walking with my golf clubs every weekend. Yeah. Uh, calorie control. I've been doing that as well. I cut my sugar and my coffee in half. Well done. Um, and I'm still, I had five cups today. Dang. But part of it, like, if if you want to lose some weight, like, you need some coffee, <laughs> you know? Because it's like those hunger we'll pains kick caffeine. in. And you just uh, get caffeine from what? Um, like caffeine pills, or uh, I just got my dad on the energy energy drink Bang. Um, it has zero calories, zero sugar, but it has caffeine, and it'll uh, give you that energy without the crash. Uh, but we're not going to hype them up too much because they're not a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. What what are they called? Bing Bing dot com. Yeah, Bing. Cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I've been I've been running uh, the past five days. I've ran You're looking slimmer. I've dude. ran uh, six miles each. Six miles a day for how many days? The past five days. So today was my rest day. Thirty miles. Uh, yeah. Wow. I think I think I'm gonna start doing just four times a week, doing twenty four miles a week. Um. Oh wow. Yeah. How, how fast do you do six miles? A day? Not fast. Uh, less than two hours, but like. Like I'll probably run the first mile and a half and then I'll walk and then I'll run again. Just trying to get my heart rate up uh, to help uh, with, to help slim down a little bit, you know? So you're doing intervals. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's not like I'm not like does that I'm count? Because <laughs> I do um, that. I'm still going the distance. I I said that I ran two miles the other day, but I took like four walk breaks. Okay, listeners, I ran a little bit. I walked a little <laughs> bit, totaling like, six miles before I ended my workout. Okay, that's I'm a- not over here saying I'm <laughs> Usain Bolt. I'm not, you know, I'm not super fast. I'm just I'm just trying to get my conditioning up. You know, you little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> well it's paying off i never meant i never meant for that to be uh to you know misconstrue misconstrue the type of exercise i'm doing sorry if i led you astray i'm just giving you lots of doo-doo buddy <laughs> yeah your your mom uh messaged me on instagram because i had posted okay. <laughs> I went... <laughs> shots fired your mom also dm'd me <laughs> no uh <laughs> it's so weird that my mom is in all my friends dms like <laughs> i love it um, but I had gone running on Saturday whenever it was like pouring down rain. Oh, wow. I still did my six miles and she was like, show off. And I was like, uh, you know, uh, just trying to get it in or something. And she was like, yeah, in the rain. And I'm like, yeah. Did you, you post know. like a white t-shirt soaked through picture or something? No, I posted, I was wearing a hoodie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't like showing was off this my on the story. Yeah. I was like on a social media hiatus on Saturday. Oh, I, um, Dude, I messed up bad. We had a planning call, planning Zoom call for Michael's bachelor party Saturday night, and I totally spaced on it. Um, but I'm, I don't feel like I'm the the straggler in making plans to attend that bachelor oh, party. Yeah. Like we got all of our flights and everything booked for both Michael and John's bachelor parties this week. So I'm, I'm shepherding the the John crew, and that was a pretty simple process. We got pretty inexpensive flights. We're going to Nola, August oh. 14 through 16. And uh, we're going to get a big old Airbnb in the French Quarter and just spend the weekend taking in the Big Easy. Yeah. Uh, going down to Nolens, gambling, going All on right. gator tours, doing the whole nine yards. You going so to eat, eat some gator? Uh, no. I, I We did go to Mother's, I think, in okay. in NOLA. Um, I th- is it Mother's? I don't I've never never even been to NOLA. So. I can't remember if that's a Baltimore place or a NOLA place. But we went to one of the po'boy spots after the gator tour which i thought was disgusting yeah. and then i'm like we're eating those things like in these <laughs> sandwiches so i kind of did it but it it tasted like you're eating river between two buns like, yeah it's too i'm not gonna lie like i've tried gator at the texas state fair it was like just chewier chicken it was not i don't eat anything at the texas i eat a, <laughs> uh, a fletcher's well this was in high school dog. it was more of like a dare type of thing you know it wasn't like because i was like oh i want to I want to try me some gator. Yo, the people, and I'm sure that 80% of our listener base are these people, so all the shade. <laughs> but the people that are like, I can't wait to go to the fair this year. I'm going to get a fried snickerdoodle. Like, I'm like, ew, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going with you. Yeah. I want to go get a Fletcher's corn dog. Check I out the cars. Go to I want to see the cars. I want to sit through a kitchen craft cooking show. Yeah. Where they Dude, I want to sell. sit in one of the nice massage chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see how you peel that potato with that new thing mm-hmm. that wraps around mm-hmm. your thumb you know i want to go through the craft building yeah. rapidly yeah. and um i want to go buy a milk from elsie and then gtfo <laughs> baby get out, get out. I, we weren't allowed to ride midway rides growing up yeah any ride that moved was never we were never allowed to do that mm. <laughs> we had to go to six flags because my parents were like these are bolted in and inspected and yeah like my dad would give me money for food and like a couple games and after the first like two years, I would kind of just pocket the money because 
those rides were so expensive i'm like yeah. i could ride like once and then i'm done for the day and ferris wheels like 32 yeah, tickets right crazy like that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah you you're hoping you get stuck just to, you know <laughs> yeah. maximize your right. time you're like i hope we get stuck at the top you know yeah. even the bird show the bird show is always our favorite uh-huh. when they had the big bald eagle yeah, swoop in and, and like down the the girl the fake volunteer would fall into the yeah. the jacuzzi there or whatever mm-hmm. and they quit doing that what a shame do you remember when steve was like the mc of that i don't remember the guy but do you ever watch uh this is super dumb but <laughs> do you ever watch the crap brothers oh of course yo the crap brothers and zabumafu bro zabumafu <laughs> was the ish yeah the, one day we used to go down to the, like the arboretum when we were kids uh-huh. like with my parents and one day my parents kind of, they did a different pro. I don't know if we skipped church or like what the deal was, but they were kind of being sneaky and they're like, we're going down to the Arboretum today and blah, blah, blah. Well, as it turned out, they were taking us to like a live thing with the crap brothers what? during Zabumafu Dang. and they had like animals out there and they were running through the crowd and like, yo, we geeked out. Yeah. We, how could you not? It was one of those it was probably one of the most well executed like surprises of my childhood where like we showed up and I, we saw like a banner and it was like, is that today? Wait, is that why we're here? Like <laughs> we're just like hyperventilating yeah. in the back of a minivan. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Those are the days. Yeah. Um, how did we get on that? Um, <laughs> uh, state fair, state fair. Uh, so yeah, if you're eating fried fudge and like trying to view the world's smallest woman or something, like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not your fair date. You're not trying to see the world's smallest woman. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to see her, but not at the fair. <laughs> okay. So oh, segue, segue out of this, please. I mean, if she's just out in public at Target, like point her out for sure. Like, don't let me walk past her, but I'm not going to pay tickets to view a freak of nature and objectify that person that's wrong got it but if she's out in public of her own volition point her out <laughs> but isn't she making money of her own volition or is she being pimped out you know does she have a you know the all this talk of sex workers and now now you don't want to pay the short girl no i don't want her to have a middleman i want oh. her to be operating her own come see me booth oh god like know? an only fans but just to see how short she is all right i love how like naive you present yourself and then you're like hey uh we've talked about this um no i just what's the scene what's the liam neeson uh jamie fox thing where he's going jamie around the fox. country with that guy with no arms and no legs what i think this movie's <laughs> escaped me I'd... was it was it um hateful eight or maybe it was a Quentin Tarantino Django? flick where it might have been it might not have been Django. It was where Liam Neeson is a traveling like one man show. I don't think that's Liam. I think it's like Jeff Bridges or someone. Whoever the middleman is, uh he is taking around this guy in the country, like okay. he has like a stagecoach or whatever, and he goes from uh settlement to settlement mm-hmm. and he has a one man show. And the one man is a guy with no arms and no legs that he puts up on like his own little, like it, it's like he's suspended in air and he does like a monologue essentially. Have you not seen this? Movie? I don't think I. I have. know I sound crazy right now. No, but I, it sounds like a real he, thing. He ends I... up drowning this, um, no arm, no. Le- he's like literally just a torso and a head, Dang. and he has to be propped up. He ends up drowning this guy in a shallow creek 
whenever um, the act dries up. Um, again, how did we get on this point? <laughs> taking crazy pills all of a sudden. I don't know. I think I was think. I don't think it's the hateful eight. The hateful eight has Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell. Okay, just go to Liam Neeson, IMDb, and work backwards. Okay. We're going to get this uh, info for you folks. And, and why did we get on this? Um, the short girl at the fair. Oh, so yeah. I feel like it's the same thing where like he's totally at Liam Neeson's behest. And like if if Liam Neeson doesn't want to wipe his butt that day, he doesn't have to. If he wants to drown him in a shallow creek, he can. Like it, it, you're totally objectified and just at the discretion of someone else's you know, ability to profit off of you. And that's what I would want to mitigate in that oh, situation. I see. If a, if a, the shortest woman in the world has her only fans page or Patreon or something where it's like, come to a live chat and see how freakish I am all for it. Direct to consumer. It's that's not the ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's the ballad okay. of Buster Scruggs. Thank you. That was a weird <laughs> flick. Okay. I haven't seen it. It's a series I've seen of it. ballads. I, I've, I know that it's on Netflix. You know, the meme where James Franco is getting hanged and he's like, Oh, the first time. Yeah. That's from Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ah. And it's like little short stories about the Wild West back in like the Gold Rush era. Okay. And it is depressing AF. It's like... Like depressing, but you would still recommend it or I don't need to check it out. Like your description of it is good enough. I, I thought it was moving and they have really A-list stars that are okay. in each of these ballads. And it's a Coen Brothers. Oh, yeah. Nice. So it's like... I think it's a Coen Brothers. So it's like really quirky weird yeah, out there or really a, good at least one of the brothers okay. but it's got a-list stars it's like five movies in one and they're all really sad unexpected mm -hmm. they have one can i go ahead and yeah spoiler spoil it spoiler in three two one one of the episodes they they have they're they're on the oregon trail essentially and the foreman of the drive has just asked for the hand of the only eligible bachelorette on the trip. Okay. And it's literally like to make your life easier, sweetheart. Like yeah. it, it's a it's a, an arrangement um, that was very respectfully given, blah, blah, blah. But she's a pretty girl. Like mm -hmm. you identify as a male viewer. You're like, oh, true love. It's mm -hmm. the only available option. Like blah, blah, blah. Well, they were preparing in the event of like an Indian or a Native American raid okay. on the caravan, essentially. And... So they and she and the old guy that never says anything, who's like the right hand, he's like he mm -hmm. brings up the rear or whatever of this uh, this caravan uh, on the Oregon Trail. She gets caught with him in a, a clearing and it looks the the Indians are coming over the hill. Mm -hmm. And so he's forming a barricade. He's like unsaddling the horse, putting it over the stump, giving himself something to put his um, gun on yeah. and he's going to have to fight off. Like they look like a tribe of about 30 or 40 warriors that were coming at them. And he gave her a gun and he said, if you hear me shout, shoot yourself in the head with this because what they'll do to you will be way worse. Oof. Well, these Indians progressively mount waves. They're on horseback and they're trying to drive at him, but he's got this kind of like nice position where he's firing down on them. So he takes out a couple in the first wave. They mm -hmm. circle around. They come back. Three waves. Well, at one point, it looks like all is lost, and he's down to the last couple. They're like off the horse, about to make tomahawk action. Um, and he yells. And he, he does something. And so he fights off the last one, and then he hears a solo gunshot. Uh. And he looks over, 
and he's beaming because he just fought off all the Indians. Yeah. He saved the caravan. She thought he had given her the signal, and so she'd blown her head off right before she was going to marry. Like that's the type of story that it's moving, and the way that they lead you up to this, and like you're like she's safe. Like he he defended her, and then you know needlessly yeah. she took her own life to save herself in her mm. mind. It's so thought provoking, and like um, it, yeah. 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 I don't know. Dang. It, it was, I don't know. Those, those movies where there's, they're shelter insufficient and like they're in the food chain as well mm. as warring tribes always like the revenant, any, any medical emergency that happens on the wild frontier or like where you have to defecate and like stitch <laughs> up wounds, you know, yeah. on wet ground with just a tarp. Like I just, I can't identify like I, I would die Immediately, immediately you know immediately yeah. we'd be like a hundred yards out of camp and i'd kill myself like just to I'd be like i can't do it anymore we've been on the be trail like, for... the first berry that you eat is poisonous <laughs> <laughs> oh i just get immediate dysentery and yeah. die in it <laughs> right just organ trail after day two i mean that's how i played the game every yeah. time i played the game i only brought ammunition and I was dead within 15 days because I killed yeah, all the wildlife. Yeah, you shot it all, baby. Died of dysentery. That's funny. Speaking of death, dude, you ready for the in memoriam section of the show? Oh, I've thoughtfully, uh, not thoughtfully, I've. Um, oh, great. <laughs> when, yeah. Now that you've taken that uh, back. I tooted my own horn consistently now. Um, I've often likened certain characters, like the most mischievous guys that I've met in life. I've called an Eddie Haskell ah. from Leave It to Beave. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. So out of variety today, Ken Osmond, best known for his role as the troublemaker Eddie Haskell on the television show Leave It to Beaver, died Monday morning. Ah. He was 76. His portrayal of Eddie Haskell will forever be like, you know how like when, when you look up douchebag in the dictionary, it's Spencer Pratt. Yeah. Like he's that person for mischievousness. Right. I also cannot say mis mischievous. How do you say mischievous? It? Mischievous. Yeah. Somebody was or mischievous. To... Mischievous. I've heard both. I think I. It depends on the day. Somebody was ridiculing me for the way I say, uh, the PGA Tour. 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 Yeah, you say tour. What do you say? Tour. <laughs> I always say tour. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> i'm like yeah you're okay man I'm like gw over here like <laughs> nuclear yeah we're gonna find this al-qaeda <laughs> we're gonna bring, bring her to justice, justice. <laughs> uh, i love that uh, man remember when he had the blooper reel and now yeah. it's like child's play compared to what we now have yeah it i was talking i was mentioning the casual conversation i had that i was so excited yeah. about the other day and he was making a point he was like coming out of quarantine and saying, isn't it insane how like this has somehow become like a red versus blue issue of like mm -hmm. go back to normal life or shelter in place and like how to treat COVID and how to think about it. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I think it's insane. Like, and there's more Obama Trump stuff like Obamagate. Have you seen anything? About yeah, I, I didn't. Trump accused him of like basically more of the Russia like commissioning people to be spying on him essentially like that's all i could really drag up in my research but th have you heard about the portrait no 
So, oh, uh, Obama's portrait. Yeah, I think I did read like a headline. Go ahead. Yeah, the Obama portrait unveiling. This is like not a one-off. This is like mm-hmm. an institution. This is a tradition. Yeah, with presidents, like, um, they have. They've done it every year since Jimmy Carter. Like one of the traditional set pieces of the club is the portrait unveiling in the White House East Room, which in the past has occurred sometime in a new president's first term. So Obama hosted GW in 2012. Uh, Bush hosted Clinton in 2004. Clinton hosted Herman Walker Bush in 95. And the elder Bush hosted Reagan in 89. Uh, The White House Historical Association says all presidents since Jimmy Carter who asked to not have a ceremony uh, have returned to the white house for an unveiling. And apparently, you know, Trump's first term is over in January, which yeah. blew my mind to hear. Um, I, I had to be reminded that, you know, in November we vote for a new president somehow. Yep. Um, but to not have a tradition like this simply because you're at such personal odds, yeah. like publicly with that person is crazy. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, not very diplomatic. Nah, more more of the same reality show. But he tells it like it is. <laughs> yeah. I so have you heard I heard this conspiracy theory. I don't I need to do more research on it, but I've heard speculation that certain areas continued shutdown and shelter in place, namely California, is actually ultimately a play to increase absentee ballot like mail-in vote Hmm. because that vote tends to swing more liberal in that state and two congressional seats are have the potential to be flipped or something of that nature like that was the and i don't know if that's that could actually be the case at all you know that eli just eli elon just won his uh pissing match with newsom like right they basically just backed down yep is that all like i saw like one follow-up it was like they backed down like everything's cool (laughs) okay that's yeah no it is i i probably saw that i mean i think we could see that coming like he's done a lot he's a He's a big name. That whole situation. brings a lot of business. Well, and we talked about the fact that he talked about reloading Tesla Mm -hmm. to Texas. And now it's become more of a, an entertainer type plight as well, because Rogan was talking to several comedians over the weekend on the podcast and different people, Brian Callen, some Mm -hmm. of these folks that are saying, why are we going to be in LA if they're not going to reopen comedy? They've talked, I've heard that, Comedy might not be back at full swing action until 2022 in California. And when they see that Houston and Addison improvs are opening, Mm -hmm. like Rogan was literally talking to Callan on the phone, on the podcast saying, where should we move in Texas? Oh, wow. Like, and then he said, basically it was Austin or Dallas and he really likes Dallas. And it was like, whoa, like bring it in. Yeah. We'll go see him. (laughs) yeah will we will he have us (laughs) of course he will Um, (laughs) can you uh, imagine one link from like jre to weekly catch we'd be we could quit our jobs dude (laughs) yeah oh man that'd be great but yeah a lot of comedians have been like uh 
uh, going on either Instagram Live or Twitch, and like they've been working out their sets with other comedians. And um, if you know Mike Berbiglia, um, I do. He's been bringing like a lot of comedians on, and they've been like workshopping their bits uh, together, and you know, uh, getting on the podcast or on his YouTube uh, channel on on Instagram for him. It's on Instagram Live. Okay. And so he's been doing that, and uh, so it's in real time, and you can tune in and provide feedback, and uh, so that's been pretty cool. And then I know, like one of my favorites, Chris Gethard. I've talked about his podcast, Beautiful Anonymous, from or yeah, Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. Um, he's also been doing like a Twitch, uh, Twitch stream where he's providing like comedic bits. And I know other comedians are doing that as well. So that's been interesting to see how they're kind of adapting, uh, during this time to keep that cash flow. We, we watched like a, almost like a pay-per-view live stream the other night of a comedian. Um, I felt like after the show, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're just innovating in a lot of different ways yeah. and it, it's super interesting to watch this big tech battle heat up where like Spotify is definitely a force to be contended with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have 286 million like active users or something crazy. Yeah. Um, so what it, it's interesting to watch them cross over into each other's spaces and see like Facebook yeah. take up like messaging and content and all of these different things from other other platforms and markets like it's just i don't know yeah um going off of you know just trying to find that alley through social media and bringing in viewers because you know musicians they also can't do concerts or anything and i've talked here and there about the versus battles that they've been doing on instagram live that you've kind of laughed at but this past one was uh nelly versus uh ludicrous and um it's garnered. Oh, yeah, I did laugh about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and then it's garnered attention, and Eminem is saying that he wants to battle uh, DMX. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I think could be interesting. But yeah, it just seems like a lot of artists are uh, coming through. and I'm in a car blabbing like I'm cabin. <laughs> in, the, in the Ford Taurus with, with the Harrison Ford in them. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Good times. Got a buttload of napkins and <laughs> babkins. <laughs> uh, oh, shout out yeah, Crystalia. <laughs> yeah, Crystalia. Thanks for listening, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tuning to his show. Congratulations. You know man. what I was thinking? Um, you know how there's, you know how people have like a swear jar. You have to put money every time you swear. Well, I we'll, literally had one. Before. Yeah. Well, since uh, Kaylee's wanting, <laughs> wanting this to be explicit, I feel like it has to be like the opposite of that like when you get paid to do so right well yeah. she paid us right okay got it so i owe you half of that <laughs> got it it's the same amount as the first time by the way we're making bank then so if you want to outbid kaylee and push the envelope I mean, it'd be difficult for you to do but yeah she's paying a pretty penny yeah we're like but this is our only fans <laughs> is our venmo dude and i know it's probably like that's a risque topic because OnlyFans, you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pornographers mostly. But uh, do you know Safari? Goodness, that's so extreme. Like we call them adult film stars. Okay, like, pornographers sounds like pornographer sounds like the mean men behind the camera. You know, okay. like whatever. Um, my, you're right. I correct you sometimes. I didn't. I didn't use the the um, the correct word this time around. So OnlyFans is technically. A huge 
equalizing breakthrough for women. Okay, but a lot um, some people are not even using it for that. Like, do you know Safari? So Safari is the ex of Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, Minaj. yeah, yeah. Yes. What's he doing? He's, he's getting mm. on there like rubbing lotion on his chest and making like a hundred thousand dollars a day. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, it's insane. You know what he's known for? Um, well, I know he's been on the show Love and Hip Hop. Did, didn't his nudes get leaked? I don't. I wouldn't know. Uh, I think well, I, I think I know. <laughs> I think I no, know I'm why. Just kidding. Sometimes that, sometimes that would come across my Twitter, but I haven't him specifically. No, I haven't. All right. Well, I didn't hear that. Uh, there's a reason she was with him. Yeah, um, got it. Safari's blessed, <laughs> so it's good to hear that he's also making money off his chest as well. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's it's wild because he he was trying to get uh, Joe Budden on, it, and Joe's like, I'm not doing that. He's like, I make enough money <laughs> podcast, I'm not going to be doing that. He's like, Ah, oh, you're missing out. So, as uh, Safari maintain cultural relevance as the ex of Nicki Minaj or oh nobody like so he's been on a couple of seasons of love and hip-hop since then um and so he's kind of made his own way outside of that okay yeah cool like a b-list b-lister yeah that's generous. c-lister yeah well, where do okay. you put you know I don't know reality stars that are not network tv reality stars yeah, c-listers that makes sense yeah, I'm sticking D. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got anything else? Um, I I don't think so, man. Well, buddy, safe travels. I appreciate um, that. I hope that you remain safe on the road. Yeah. Okay. Driving. Road trip. Love that. Yeah, appreciate um, it. Shout out to all the tots. Thanks to uh, Heather for the amazing feedback this week. Yeah, really uh, appreciate that. That was a real gem. Appreciate that. Thanks to Bay for sponsoring. Absolutely. Um. And happy Memorial Day to all of those out there. I hope that you're able to make it somewhere or even yep. if it's to the park or something like that, extra round of golf. Enjoy your Monday off. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all my teacher friends and students, uh, you know, you guys are almost at the finish line if, you ha- if you're not there yet. So just hang in a little bit longer and proud of you because, you know, I know I know how crazy it was like having to shift uh, to distance learning and all of that. So great job and uh you you your summer break is well deserved absolutely yeah and we just appreciate everyone that um continues to tune in and uh make this show worth doing just sharing in our, our lives every yeah, week uh, alec and gerald they've been saying that they've been listening uh shout again out. so it means a lot to me and uh shout out to you guys and cameron burks again brock uh, he gave us some feedback um yeah he wanted us to um Gladwell's new book. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I l- read the first chapter too of talking to strangers and mm-hmm. uh, the first chapter was about Sandra Bland and yeah. that situation. And he, man, he is such a great writer. Yeah. He is he just is incredible. incredible. Um, so. Whenever I watch, whenever I read outliers, I remember referring it and I think Heston picked it up and he, he made a comment that he was like, I kept waiting for like the action items. I, I kept waiting mm-hmm. for the part that I could apply to my own life or whatever, other than just like a high level thoughtful outlook yeah. on what could I be perfectly poised to do in this time period. Mm. And I, I agreed with him. And so I wonder if Malcolm is like less actionable and more like a fun read or a yeah. more enlightening read. That think, could be. I think he has range, but mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to check that out. But shout out, Rod. Yeah, for sure. And uh, shout out to all family members. Love you guys. Yeah. Appreciate all of y'all. Love y'all. Um, and that's another 
weekly catch-up podcast in the books, number 33. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you up next week. 